Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a new edition of Collider Ladies Night. I am beyond thrilled to get to welcome Storm Reed to the show. Congratulations on missing and everything. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. So first order of business on Collider Ladies Night is we play with this dice tower behind me. It's a game called Dicey Questions. I've got three rolls for you on the tower. They correspond to a question and whatever I roll for you, that's where we start. Okay, great. Roll one. Kicking this off with a number six. This one is called Movie and TV Skills. If you could learn a new skill or about a different profession through a role, what would you choose and why? Oh, wow. I think probably if I could like be in a movie and play a chef, but actually learn how to cook and like culinary skills, I'd love that. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Have you seen the menu yet? I have not. I need to. Highly recommend. And I was just watching the movie. Now I'm rattling off all these titles that I love. And the movie Chef with Jon Favreau. Have you seen that one? I have not. Put them on your list. They're so good. And they're about they're about cooking and they're just like invigorating. I love them. Thank all you. right. Next one up here. We are moving over to a number. Th- I'm so happy I got this one because someone might have just binged The Last of Us. Oh, this one is called Zombie Apocalypse. There is a zombie outbreak. Uh You could pick two past co-stars to team up with. Who do you choose to give yourself the best chance of surviving? Oh. (sighs) (sighs) Um, this is a lot of pressure. I think I would choose Bloodsport from from Suicide Squad, so Idris Elba, to help me out for on a zombie apocalypse. Like, he's strong, he knows what he's doing, I'll feel protected. And then, um, I think Rue could get rowdy and like scare the zombies off. So like Rue, me, Bloodsport, one heck of a team. You, Idris <laughs> and Zendaya as a zombie outbreak fighting team is just like, that is giving me life right now. Exactly. I love this picture. <laughs> Thank All right. you. You have one more on the tower now. Okay. 
All right, we are closing this out with a two. This one is called High Low. Can you give us one audition high, but then also one audition low and what you learned from it that you were able to apply to future auditions? Oh, wow. Um, one audition high, I have gone into the audition room before and booked it in there. So that has been pretty cool to like, you know, go in and you don't know what to expect and you get the part there. That's awesome. And then one audition low, um, I don't think I can have like a specific instance where it, it was a low, but you know, sometimes you just like, some days are, are better than others, some are not. So when your performance is not as as great as you wanted it to be, you know, that could be a low, but you just, you dust yourself off and you go to the next audition and you try to be better. That's the right attitude to have, I love it. All right, beginning with the uh, meat of our conversation now. Every Collider Ladies Night interview starts with this one. What was the the movie you saw, the performance you saw, personal experience you had that first made you say to yourself, I absolutely have to be an actor and nothing else? Wow. Well, I started acting at three. Um, so that was a while ago, but I, I was always obsessed with movies, specifically Matilda. And I, I mean, I just love Matilda. And I don't think Matilda made me want to act, but it really did make me fall in love with movies. Um, and then fast forward, you know, seeing people like Z on television and on Disney Channel, it, it gave me hope like, oh, I could do that too. I swear I'm not going to say this again this entire interview, but have you seen Matilda the Musical? I haven't. I, you know. <laughs> I got a long list of homework for you to do. I know. I just, Matilda's literally like my favorite movie of all time. So I just don't know if I want to, you know, watch that. Because, I ha you know, Matilda's just deep down in my heart. <laughs> we all have those movies that we're very precious about. So is is Matilda the movie that you've rewatched the most often? Oh, absolutely. I at least have to watch it once a year. I mean, is that even enough for your favorite movie? I think it should be more. <laughs> Probably maybe once or, or like two or three if I'm feeling fancy, but like mandatory watching once a year. I like it. All right. So you started out really, really young. And I don't know how much of this you're able to process then, but as you start to work on professional projects, do you remember when acting first felt like a creative itch that you needed to keep scratching, where something just clicked so right and you knew you needed to keep chasing that feeling? Yeah. I mean, I think um, when A Wrinkle in Time came out and um, I realized that my career was bigger than myself and that I was inspiring young people people, um, specifically young girls that looked like me, I was like, oh, this is not something that I'm just doing to pursue my dreams and my passions. This is something that is impacting others and impacting audiences. And I could really, um, you know, help people with, with my storytelling. And I think that's really cool. So that's when I was like, oh, I've got to continue to do this. I want to go harder. I want to, you know, make all my dreams come true. I have a feeling this question might have that movie as an answer, but of all of the projects that you've done thus far, which would you credit with putting your goals into focus the most? Basically showing you like, this is the type of story I really want to tell and this is the type of environment I really want to keep working in. Yeah, I would say A Wrinkle in Time really helped me uh, with that. And also Euphoria. I think Euphoria is a, a perfect depiction of like, um, being a part of something that is massive but still has intention, that has purpose, and that's what I, tr I strive to be a part of um, in any aspect. As a, as a human, as an actress, as a producer, I just want to be intentional with all the things that I'm, I'm around, that I touch, that I create, that I consume. 
I feel like I'm jumping ahead and should be saving this to the end. But with that in mind, is there anything you've seen out there that you've yet to do in that respect in terms of how you could touch people with your stories that you're like, one day, one day, I got to do that too? Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I just, you know, take it one project at a time. And I, I try to make sure that all of the projects that I do again are intentional. And, you know, I, I'd love to do an action film, but, you know, an action film with a message, I think that's the, the next next uh, goal I have. <laughs> I feel like you've already ticked that box with Invisible Man. <laughs> Thank you. But you could tick it again. That one's excellent and I would bet you could do even more of them. Thank you. So again, you started out really, really young and I'm sure you had a whole bunch of wonderful experiences working as a child actor, but as you grow up in this industry, is there a particular project that you would credit as the one that I guess made you feel like an adult for the very first time on set where you started to notice your creative input was being heard in a different way? Um, I, I, I experienced that on A Wrinkle in Time, uh, thankfully. I, even though I was only 13, Miss Ava um, made it in a, a goal for her and, and, and made it a vital thing that we were able to uh, be collaborative and that she poured into us. Um, and, and of course, she's an amazing director and there are some specific things that she wanted, but she let us play. And I, I'm grateful that I got that opportunity at such a young age because that gave me the confidence to be able to go to other sets now that I'm a, a young adult and I could be like, well, how about this idea? Or this is what I think about my, my, my character. So um, I got to experience that quite early. You just keep working with some exceptional directors one after the next, but even having had all those collaborations, thinking back to Ava, what is something unique to her and the way she runs her set that you really appreciated? Oh, I mean, I just, she's just an incredible human. And um, as long as you can do the job and you're doing it right, you get the job. And she's, again, collaborative. She cares about her cast and crew. She is very aware and cognizant that like everybody on this set is making, is, is gonna help make the final product. So those people should be treated with respect. And um, I, I, I love that about her. And I, I think she's just a, a, a great person and that translate, translates in her directing and her producing. This is why she's one of my favorite people in this business. Yeah. Spe speaking about how that kind of vibe ex extends to the entire company, not just the cast. If you had the opportunity to learn about one behind the scenes job, which one would you pick and why? Something that you don't know much about, but you would love to learn more about. Ooh. Um, I would say sound. I think sound is very intriguing to me because I'm always on set and I... I know that like the 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 boom operators are there to like make sure that we can be heard, but I just would like to just have a crash course of like the sound mixing that they're doing and the how it relates to the camera and the slate. It's just all a very very cool thing that I love to learn more about. Sound the sound department feels to me like an unsung hero on a set because it like you can't just have good sound. You have to have perfect like sound, otherwise it's sound. noticeable. Right. Anything could ruin that sound. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking about asking questions on set, I know sometimes when you're newer to the business and, you know, some people who are aspiring actors might be watching this right now. What would you say to them if they, you know, they had a burning question, but they were afraid that if they asked it on a professional set, someone would be like, oh, you should know that already. So they're afraid to ask it. What's a seemingly silly question you would encourage more young actors to ask? 
I just, whatever question it is, just ask it. No question is a silly question. No question is a dumb question. If you need an answer, you should feel validated and comfortable enough to be able to go to someone and get an answer. And if you can't get an answer from that person, go to the people that you feel like you can get an answer from. Um, no matter what situation you're in, whether you're an actor or not, if you have something that you want to get answered, ask the question. That's like one of the best answers I've heard to that question. And you said it with such authority. I love it. Thank you. Um, here's part of the, the industry chessboard that I'm always fascinated by because this is a business that loves to be like, that was her breakout role. And a wrinkle in time is often considered your breakout role, but it can mean something very different in our eyes, watching someone else experience it compared to the person who actually went through the breakout. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about one misconception about what it might mean to break out in Hollywood. But then on the other hand, what's something that you felt really changed for the better after A Wrinkle in Time got out into the world? Yeah, I mean, I think A Wrinkle in Time did change my life and it has afforded me or did afford me so many opportunities and I don't think I would be sitting here without A Wrinkle in Time, so I'm thankful for that. But, you know, um, I think, it, it, like you said, it, it, it really is based on experience and how you feel and how you feel like your uh, career has changed or your trajectory has changed um, once you do a film or, or, or a television show. But I, I think I could agree with people that um, A Wrinkle in Time was my, my breakout role and I uh, couldn't be more honored for that to be my breakout role. You are so good in that. Thank you. Now with this next one, I don't I don't think whether it's in this industry or in any industry for that matter, people tell each other good job nearly enough. I think we need to be saying that more to, uh, to one another. Mm -hmm. So can you give me an example of a time on any film, on any show that you saw a co-star just go like above and beyond really crushing a tough scene and you were really proud of what they did? All the time. I think I experienced that on every set um, that I am on. Most recently, I was filming The Nun 2 uh, in France, and my co-star was um, the incomparable Thaisa Farmiga. And she is, like, brilliant always, but there are a few scenes where she would do, and I just, like, shake my head and be like, you just killed that. Like, amazing job. Like, you go, girl. But I love giving people their flowers. Um, it's motivating. It's empowering. And it's cool to see people be good at, at what they're doing. You gotta give yourself some flowers too. I'm all I'm genuinely a big believer that we aren't proud enough of ourselves nearly enough too. Very so true. looking back on everything you've worked on, is there any particular scene that comes to mind that makes you say, like, damn, I'm really proud of what I did in that moment? I would say uh season two, the fight scene between G and Gia and Rue. Um, that's a scene that I'm really proud of. Because it, it wasn't scripted. Sam just basically said, go in there and fight. <laughs> um, and we did it. And it was so beautiful, so raw. And I I, I'm, I think that's probably one of my, my favorite things that I've done. Because it was just so real and so uncut and um, so emotional. And I, I, I love that scene. I don't blame you. I am still in awe of the performances across the board on that show. I'll stick with uh, Euphoria for a moment. Looking back to the very beginning of the show, mm -hmm. what would you say is the biggest difference between who you pictured Gia to be when you were first given the role mm -hmm. and who she's become in season two of the show? Ooh, I don't think I really had any expectations for Gia, really. Um... I, I, yeah, I don't think I had really any expectations for her. I knew that she was 
you know, kind of going to be on, in the background, not doing as much as her sister is doing, obviously, thank God. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's she's a little sister, but I think she de she depicts somebody who is affected by uh, a family member who is struggling with addiction and mental challenges um, so beautifully. And I'm, I'm so glad that I, I get to play her and that I have gotten to play her. And, and hopefully in season three, we get to really see her become um, a, a young person that has emotions, that has feelings, that is more vocal about how she is feeling. Um, and then the overarching hope for for Euphoria season three would just be more more grace, more hope, more levity, uh, more joy, because it's hard. It's hard. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> it's a lot. I understand those wants and hopes for the next season. Yeah. So you just brought up the idea of her being able to use her voice a little more and expressing how she's feeling in the new season. But thus far, you've done an exceptional job of giving us access to her headspace without actually being able to convey how she's feeling via dialogue. So what kind of homework can you be doing on your own so that even though she's not saying these things, we can still feel them informing your performance? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just me as a person, Storm being affected by... Um, the circumstances in which my character is in, or specifically G is in, I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I'm usually able to like, you know, snap out of it when something's emotional, like I can cry and then like go back to laughing and giggling on set when, when the director calls cut. But I was so emotionally uh, invested in season two and so just like, taken aback by everything that I um I, I appreciate euphoria for what it is and the emotions that it provokes in me and you know I, I I think a lot of that comes from working with Z who I look up to and admire and love so much and I think the the relationship that we all have Nika King Zendaya and me um we really love each other and we really care about each other and I think that's why our scenes are so real and so emotional and so uncut and raw because this is how we're really feeling. Always love hear, hearing about that kind of connection and vibe on, on a set. You just brought up being able to, to cry, to turn that on. And it, it always makes me wonder that this, what, what's like a seemingly silly day-to-day -day thing that people do that challenges you? Like, like the idea, like you can cry, but like the idea of, I don't know, like fake sneezing, fake coughing, pretending to be cold, like something silly like that. 
Um, <laughs> being funny. Driving. Being funny, I think, is the biggest thing for me. Because, like, people say that I'm funny, but I don't try to be funny. I think that's just me. And, like, in certain moments, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, that was real funny, Storm. But if I, I tried to be funny, I'm not funny. So I wish I had the effortless, like, thing of, of being a, a, a comedian, you know? <laughs> what it's worth, when I, whenever I've seen your character need to be funny in any which thing, it's it's always working. Thank you. I think uh, being like the the sarcastic, like dry uh, humor is my thing because you know I think that's who I am. So it's just me being myself. <laughs> these are these are two really big questions, but they're ones that I love asking to explore the variety of processes out there. But of all the actors that you've worked with in the past, who's someone who has a very similar process where the second you hit set, you two were immediately in sync, but then who's somebody else out there who works in a completely different way and challenged you to adapt and maybe adapt and try something new for the better? Mm. Um, as an actor, I think, it, actor or actress, I think it is important to give your scene partner space and give your scene partner grace. It is not my responsibility or it is not my goal to try to match the energy of my scene partner as far as methods. You are able to do what you do so brilliantly and so beautifully with your your process and how you connect with your scene partner and how you kind of take a moment if you're being emotional and other people have their, uh, their own methods and processes. So I, I can't really point out particular people who have um, kind of matched my energy or haven't matched my energy, if that makes sense, um, because I think everybody is entitled to their own process. And as long as we're on screen and we're able to gel when the director calls action and we're able to listen to each other and be true scene partners and be supportive of one another, I think that's all that matters. I like that approach to it. Now, kind of taking a, a broad look at the directors you've worked with, mm -hmm. is there any particular director who wanted you to do a certain something to prepare for a role that now you've kind of adopted and you still do to this day when you prepare for your roles? Um, no, I don't think so. But I love when directors um, like to like for their actors to forge a connection and a bond before you get on set. I think that's so valuable and can make or break a, a film or a television show. So I, I really just do admire when, when directors a lot um, time in the schedule for people to get to know each other and create bonds before getting on camera and, um, and making sure that it, it feels real and there's an actual true genuine bond there. I feel like that adds, we only get to see short snippets of characters' lives in films, and when you have that approach to it, there's something about it that makes their lives feel full and like they have history. Exactly. That'll, that idea takes us into missing quite nicely, because I, I found that with June, that even though we only experienced this, this very big event, but this single event in her life, her world feels so whole to me, and I could feel the history of her relationships driving this whole narrative and her choices in it. So what kind of backstory details did you have to come up with that maybe aren't said on screen, but we can feel informing her decisions throughout the movie? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we meet June, and she's just a stubborn young teenager who butts heads with her mom like any other typical teenager. Um, but I think the, the relationship that June 
and her mom had when when June was a little bit younger. I, I try to think about that a lot um, to think about the love that June has for her mom, despite the going back and forths and, and and her getting older. Like she loves her mom, and her mom is the only parent that she has. So she goes to bat to go find her, um, or you know, just the the emotional stakes that June has to go through, and her kind of having to stay grounded and cool and calm and collected throughout the film to be able to hopefully find her mom, I think is is something that I had to really think about. Um, and, and June is a, is a typical teenager and she doesn't really know what's going on. So I, I think I just tried to channel that energy as much as possible, even though we do get to only see one event, like you said. I admire June's comms. I'm pretty computer savvy. Uh-huh. I'd probably be able to figure some stuff out. Yeah. I don't think I could keep my cool in a situation like that would that would do me in. Oh, me either. I would lose my mind. 15 minutes in, I'm like, where's my mom? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> All, right. All right. Looking into the production process now, is there anything about the way you had to shoot this film that, you know, made you discover something new and different in yourself that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise? Yeah. I mean, it, it filming missing was extremely different from anything that I've ever filmed before. Um, I sometimes had to be the DP and we were filming on phones and I was carrying a computer around and you know, I'm used to a traditional set. We have blocking, we have our marks, we have A camera, we have B camera. I didn't have that, um, but I think it challenged me as an actor and pushed me to, um, pushed me to, to be better and you know try to really tap into my skill set with also trying to figure out the emotional stakes and intersect the technological aspects of everything and the eye lines there was a lot going on but uh hopefully we executed it well this type of movie requires a very specific production process but yeah. is there a new acting tool in your toolkit so to speak that you can credit to working this way on missing that you're excited to apply to future projects yeah i mean i think it 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 the challenges of the technical aspects of the movie where I really had to, you know, be in front of a a, a computer and not have a scene partner um, or like listen to someone scream lines from another room. Um, it was hard, but I think it, it, it prepared me or is going to prepare me for roles that are a little bit more isolated or that don't have a big cast or I'm not around a lot of people. Um, so I'm thankful for the the process, the the film process that I, I, I went through and journey I learned um, through this movie, yeah. All right, now it's time to look ahead to the future and I'll tell you, we'll cut this out and we're gonna save it for the appropriate time and okay. use it to link back to the main interview here. Cool. The Last of Us. I have seen your episodes. You <gasps> Did you? No way. Did you like really it? I'm full blown obsessed with it. It's it's a I, it's exceptional. I like really? I literally just finished it before, so I can't even put into words how excited I am about it. Oh man. We can talk freely about it and we'll save this and label it appropriately so okay. we don't ruin anything okay. for anyone. But the first thing I need to ask you is what was it like having Bella Ramsey as a scene partner? Because the word powerhouse isn't even strong enough to explain what she does in this show and your chemistry together, it does not get any better than that. Yeah, no, she is brilliant. I mean, like blown away. She doesn't try too hard. Like it's just, I think innately in her to be wildly talented. And I am like honored that I got to share uh, the screen with her, like completely honored. Okay, so now these next two questions I have are the real spoilery ones. First, 
Can you tell me a little bit about filming the the two options conversation towards the end? Because uh-huh. this whole episode is especially similar to the source material, maybe even more so than the rest of the show uh-huh. for that matter. So when you're delivering lines in a conversation like that, what are some priorities you have to respect that, masor- that source material, but also make the character and those lines your own? And ultimately they feel that way to me. Yeah, I mean, I know that scene is something that, people love and that is heartbreaking that people talk about on Twitter all day every day Uh, so of course we wanted to um, serve justice to that scene and didn't want to want to alter it in any way but you know it was emotional and I think we had to respect each other and respect each other's emotions and listen to each other I think that scene was big on listening Um, I just, I don't know. It was beautiful. It was heartbreaking. And that was one of the, even though it's one of the last scenes of that episode, it was one of the last scenes that we filmed. Um, So it was just really emotional. We were sad to leave each other. I was about to leave uh, Canada, but I think it was a, a great experience to be able to share that moment with Bella. This might be too hyper-specific, but how much did you think about how to deliver the single word, sorry? Yeah, there is no third option. That is heartbreaking. Like we're sitting on the floor, you're in my arms, I am bawling my eyes out, you're crying. I'm about to not be on this. Oh, it's just so much. I'm getting anxious even talking about it. (laughs) As though my heart hasn't crumbled thinking about this enough. I mean, this is a big question and it, it does break my heart. Had Riley not had that happen to her in the mall, what do you think the future might have held for her? Oh. I think I think they would have been like the best of friends, whatever their relationship would have morphed into, we don't know, but I think Riley would have been by Ellie's side and would have protected her and would have wanted to go on this journey to, you know, save each other. Um, and I, I hate that it ended. I hate that it ended so early. Oh, my heart. I can't right, believe I you've to... seen it. I really am like geeking out right now. You're, you're so, you're so good. The show is really good. Like above and beyond my expectations. I'm a horror nut. So I have to end with one specific question about yeah. the nun. And I know there's probably nothing of, you know, detail wise you can give us right now. But a lot of times when it comes to horror movie sequels, people will always say, you know, like, really, do we need another one of those? Why do this again? So when you first got the nun script, what was it about that material that made you say like, yeah, it is worth revisiting this idea in this world? Absolutely. I think um, I am not a big horror film person so I was really apprehensive reading the script I was like if this is not how I move throughout the world if this character doesn't align with who I am as a person I'm not doing it um and by my surprise the character I play is incredible um I think she really adds some funkiness to the story and I love that it 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 is scary but there are so many character arcs in the film and um so many emotions and journeys that the characters have to go through I think it works perfectly and in something that is going to turn into thing uh, something that that people really love to 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 watch. I love the conjuring verse, so I have all the faith in the world. Storm, past, present, and future. Just you're delivering. You're delivering so much. And I Thank know it's gonna you. keep happening down the line. So huge congratulations on missing and everything you've accomplished thus far. Thank you so much. So nice to speak with you. You too. I will see you later tonight yeah. for a fun QA. Yeah. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.